Today on Moody and 40, we're going to talk about what happens when you reach the mountaintop and you have that success and all of a sudden you start to take your foot off the gas. Let's get to it on the next Moody and 40. Welcome to Moody and 40. I'm your host, Chris Moody. And today we're going to talk about what happens when you have reached that point in your life, whether it be personally or professionally, that you feel like you've encountered success, whether it be a moment in time, sustained, whatever that might be. And something seems to go hand in hand with that. Uh, it's a little word, word called complacency. So we're going to talk about you know, finding that complacency when you start to have success and what can happen, you know, to you in that moment. And maybe some ways to, I don't know if we want to say avoid, but maybe some ways we can work with that, you know, so it doesn't become a problem. So, you know, I mean, life, <laughs> life is frustrating. It's complicated. Right when you think you have something figured out, no matter what age you are, whether you're a teenager where you feel like, you have everything figured out. You get into your 20s, you realize you have nothing figured out. You grind it out in your 30s, and then you start to hit your stride uh, in your 40s in various parts of your life. It's different for everybody. For me, you know, family life definitely hit my stride. I felt like I had things figured out from a professional standpoint in my 30s. Then I kind of went back to the drawing board now that I'm in my 40s and trying to figure that out. Uh, but for everybody, it's different and we work at it and we try to figure out what the best avenue to that word success is for us individually. In doing that, you know, in previous episodes, we've talked about building a foundation, establishing culture, the grass being greener. But what about the result? You know, you put in the work and you put in the work personally, professionally, uh, you know, you work your ass off to get where you want to go, whatever that might be. And then it starts to pay dividends. And naturally, as human beings, we start to take our foot off the gas. We we let up on effort. I did this, you know, I could give a lot of different examples, but training for a marathon, you know, you get that initial burst of adrenaline where you commit to it. And you say, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And you set out on a plan and you put that plan together. And usually with a marathon, you run a long run uh, every week. You know, normally it was on a Saturday for me. So you get fired up all week, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten miles. Really doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And then you start doing these 15 mile and up runs on Saturdays and you really push yourself. And then you get to the marathon and hopefully you've trained well enough and you do great. The second I got past the finish line, when I did the Marine Corps marathon, I thought to myself, <laughs> I'm never going to do this again because the, the feeling that I had in my body was like driving your car and all of a sudden you get check engine lights, tire pressure lights, all the different lights started to come on because my body was in such pain, especially my knees and ankles and, you know, just 
entire cardiovascular system. And so after that happened, you know, I looked at it as a crowning achievement. I hit the top of the mountain. I achieved what I was trying to do. And then what started to happen was I took less of an interest in running. I started to gain weight. I started to do different things. I became complacent. And I lost track of what running had done for me before um, because I had hit a milestone. And I bring this up because I think no matter what the milestone is in your life, whether it's running a marathon, starting a business, starting a family, you know, starting an investment fund, whatever it is and the metrics you're using to gain a result, uh, it can be a little bit concerning once you hit the point that you've tried to reach, once you've attained that goal, and then your brain says, okay, we did that. What's next? You're, we're, we're always what's next, people. It's like we check a box. We've done that. You hear people talk about you know, their bucket list. Yeah, I did that. All right, now on to the next thing. So you almost, it's like preparing for an exam in high school or college. You almost brain dump all of that information that helped you get to that point and you move on to the next thing. And especially in the culture we live in now where everything is at the ready, you know, the world is a lot smaller than it used to be with the advent of social media and the way that we communicate with people in an instant we expect nearly instant gratification to happen. So what we're going to talk about is really that result and how we, you know, how we can get past that point as we embark on different things that get us where we want to go. Uh, I mentioned training for a marathon. I mean, other things just to get you thinking about this topic, you know, weight loss, credit card debt, you know, being, if you're in sales, the salesperson in the month, salesperson in the quarter. Maybe it's something as random as holiday shopping. You know, you have you have a goal to save for Christmas presents. I mean, everybody's goals are different depending upon who they are, what they do with their lives, um, the expectation around, you know, what am I trying to do? So how do I avoid this or how do I do it a little bit differently? I like to deal a lot in metaphors or examples that are kind of colorful and everybody can relate to. So for me, you know, when I think of things like this, I think of, I grew up in the Boston area. I think of New England weather. You know, when I was a kid growing up outside of Boston, you go through a brutal winter up there. There's no other way to say it. You know, we, we, are, <laughs> we are miserable people at heart in New England. Even though we're, we're good people, we tend to let that weather dictate what our mood can be throughout the year. And as you meet a New Englander just, you know, in the middle of February, chances are they're pretty agitated because you've had to deal with the short days, cold, wind, snow, rain, freezing rain. Um, but the beauty of New England weather is there's always that one day in late March or early April where the temperature out of nowhere hits like 75 degrees. And Growing up, you rooted for that first warm spring day. And when it was there, it was like a whole new world. You savored it because you knew that cold rain or snow would, would return before long. And you really wanted to enjoy it before that next thing happened. So I think of it this way. You know, if I set out, let's say one of the examples I used before, let's say, uh, let's say you were going to go embark on a weight loss. This is something I just did recently. 
So starting that weight loss with, with whatever you do, when you make that mission statement that you're setting out to achieve a goal, you typically are probably the most fired up or ambitious that you're going to be about that goal on day one, because you want to prove to yourself that you can do it. So with weight loss, I said, look, I want to lose 40 pounds, which is a lot of weight. You know, I, I wanted to get back to a much healthier weight, a weight that I was more familiar with, a weight where I felt really good. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do that. Now, using that New England weather metaphor, you know, I know there are going to be good days like that warm, sunny day in April. And I know there are going to be bad days where the wind blows, it's cold, you know, one of my kids is sick or my wife had a bad day at work and she just wants to go out to dinner or I had a bad day at work and I, you know, just want to let my hair down a little bit, eat what I want, you know, do what I want to do. It's really easy in that moment to say, let's have a cheat day or let's eat whatever I want to eat. Um, you know, it's almost taking that short-term success and building little bits and pieces of complacency, which are you know terribly bad for something like a diet. But looking at it from that New England weather point of view, I could know. All right, you know, look, today's a bad day. It's it's cold. It's windy. I'm not at my best here, but I know that there's another warm, sunny day coming behind it. And so you almost have to mentally psych yourself up and train your brain to say, look. Not every day is going to be perfect. This is not going to be perfect, but I know what my goal is. I know what my objective is, and I'm not going to let one bad day get in the way of it because for every one bad day, it's going to set you back further and further from that goal. And you could use this for anything. Like I said, you know, one bad day at work, one bad day with your finances, one bad day in your relationship, whatever it is, you have to anticipate that that warm, sunny day is going to be back before you know it. Uh, the second thing would be pictures or documents. So what I mean by this is, you know, with weight, this one is key. Like I look back at pictures of myself and I'm blown away as to what I look like. You know, I disgusted would probably be a better way to say it. Like, how did I let myself get to that place? I was always a pretty athletic guy, you know, like to get out, do different things. And, you know, things happen. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. You know, when you prepare for a family, when you prepare to work multiple jobs or start your own business, it's easy to let yourself, you know, kind of go into disarray. And so I think it's, you know, if you're in that place right now where you're beating yourself up, especially over this or any of those things, you know, it's okay to say, look, I got here, but logically let's rationally figure this out. And so, Pictures, I think, are huge. Put up a, you know, if you're dealing with a weight loss or you're trying really hard to do it and you're having a bad day, put up that unflattering picture of yourself, the one that was taken at the wrong, wrong angle, maybe of your shirt off at the beach, whatever it may be. Have that thing ready to look at, you know, as a reminder, because what it will do is it kicks in that adrenaline rush when you see it and it tells you, okay, look, I don't want to be that person. Sure, it might tear you down a little bit in that moment and I normally am not a fan of of angry energy to get you going, but you know, I think it does its job. It, it shows you all of these examples will show you like, hey, this is why I started this to begin with. Um if you're in credit card debt, 
you know, pull out the credit card statement when you were maxed out and, and put it on your desk or put it somewhere you can see it and let that be a reminder. Look, I don't want to be there because I, I don't want to have to pay this ridiculous payment every month. I want to be able to buy a house. I want to be able to buy a car. I want to be able to qualify for rent. I want to do all these different things that these credit cards aren't allowing me to do. Uh, you could do the same thing with your bank balance. You know, maybe go to one at one point when it was great and another point where it's unbearable. Have it there for you to see it so you realize why you're doing the things you're doing to make progress. Uh, I think for work, you know, sometimes you could have a great day of work and then you could have a day where you get an email from a customer or your boss or a coworker and you're crushed. You lost the deal. Uh, you didn't hold up your end of doing a certain project. Something or you get the all you know, the ever popular, I'm disappointed, you know, for, for some people, including me, that, uh, that can be gut wrenching to read something like that, have that printed out, you know? So a lot of these different things, I think it's just important to have that flashback. So, you know, okay, I need to stay on track. You know, I complacency is going to creep in here. I need to remember why I set out to do this in the first place. And here's the reminder to do it. I think another good point on this too is don't compare yourself to someone else's situation. Stay in your own lane. You know, everybody's circumstances are unique. And I think if your idea is to put, you know, instead of a picture of yourself up, a picture of someone else up, what it does is it creates a competition mentality. And a competition mentality is going to burn you out. If you want to compete with anybody, compete with yourself because you can control that competition. If you're going to compete with others, you know, they might have some kind of variable, like maybe they're already in incredible shape and you're not there yet. You're not going to beat that. Maybe they were left a million dollars in a trust fund and you weren't. You're not going to beat that. You know, so there's different variables at play there. Stay in your lane. Do what you do. Do be unique to you and don't worry about what other people are doing, especially when you're trying to figure out, you know, the recipe to keep you uh, successful or keep you on the track for success. The third thing I'm going to talk about is a schedule. So I really started to know this, notice this a few years ago. I talked about rhythm in an earlier episode, you know, rather than the whole, you know, find a work life balance. You know, I think it's impossible. You're constantly on a seesaw back and forth with balancing. You're not going to balance things out. Sometimes uh, it requires work to be done, you know, at your place of work, whether that's your own business or, you know, working for a corporation or a small business, whatever the case may be, you know, sometimes you have to work harder than others. You know, maybe you're in hospitality and there's a, a seasonal time of year like Christmas or summer that you have to work insane hours. But then on the opposite time of the year, you know, you, you're allowed to take it a little more easy. So it's all a matter of finding your rhythm. And I, I think it's important to hit on that balance piece again. Imagine a seesaw. One side is work. One side is your personal life. You know, if you give too much in your personal life, the work side is way up in the air uh, and vice versa. It, it doesn't work, you know, so find that rhythm. You got to put a spice in here, a spice in there, and make everything come together. How do you do that? I think a schedule, uh, it can sound constraining to a lot of people, but at the same time, it is incredible the results that it can achieve, especially when you're on a long-term plan. I would encourage any of you, list out everything that you do in a given week on a piece of paper. 
everything, you know, uh, and it's going to change up a little bit every week. You know, it, it depends on your job. What are, I would put down every task that you have in your job for that particular week. Is it a sales presentation? Is it a sales conference call? Is it a closing? Is it, you know, whatever it may be, list everything out. List out everything that has to do with your family. Do you have a kid's soccer practice? Do you have a date night? Uh, do you have a certain day that you have to go to the dentist? All of those different things, put them out. And then try to categorize by the hour what is going to be the general feel for every week that you have. Start to put in there things like working out, grocery shopping, and try it. Because especially for people that are like a ship without a rudder, and, and I find myself in this situation, or I've, I've really found myself before, where you're running in a million different directions. And by the time you know it, you just started work on Monday. It's already Sunday night. You've already gone through the whole week and you're about to do it again. You say, what did I even do this past week? Try this method. It, it, it's amazing what you come out with. Uh, think of successful restaurants. You know, Restaurants, they, have, they run promotions like Taco Tuesday, Pizza Friday. Um, there's a million TV shows, especially you know, things like The Tonight Show. The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, he does a different bit every single night. You know, he does thank you notes on Friday. And uh, I don't watch it much anymore, but I remember every single day he would always have a structured uh, bit that he was going to run on those days. So think of your life almost like The Tonight Show. You'll have certain things that you look forward to doing. You'll have certain things you don't want to do, but your brain will start to align with the expectations of what's coming. And I think it's good to put a healthy mix of everything. Things you don't really like to do, things you love to do, things you like to do, things you have to do. Uh, get them all in there and follow that through every day. So, you know, after a while, I mean, there's a million books out there uh, on habits, uh, mindfulness, but the, the habit books, you know, they all give you a different, hey, it will take 21 days, 100 days, uh, many habits is another book that I've read, which is incredible. You know, the premise of it is if you're going to start to get in shape, you know, pressure yourself to do one push up. Just get down on the floor and do one push up. And odds are, at least according to the book, you're going to do a lot more than one push up. You know, you might do 10, you might do 50, you might do 100, but your body's going to want to do more. And it all started with just doing one push up. Uh, you can apply that to anything. So, you know, the schedule piece is big. I could probably, you know, do a whole series of calls on this and figure out exactly what goes into it. But I think if you can do this for long enough, you're going to subconsciously want to do, you're just going to go to do those things on all those different days. And it works out well. Uh, and it makes you feel organized, especially if you're not an organized person. So the fourth one and the last one I'm going to say is this. You know, I think I try to do this. I'm not successful all the time at it, but I try. And that's every single aspect of my life, I try to give maximum effort to. Even, you know, meaningless things like doing laundry. Like I want to make sure I get every single piece of laundry, an adequate bit of laundry detergent on it. I know it sounds crazy, but that's just how my brain operates. When I'm driving, I want to make sure I stop almost on the stop line at the red light, accelerate properly. Like I really do. I, I think it comes back to 
a lot, a lot of it was just innate and how I am, but you know, a lot of it comes back to my military training. You know, it's not like I trained to be a, a Navy SEAL commander. I had, you know, kind of a boring job to be honest in the military, but it did teach me excellence in everything that I did. And even on my down days, I still strive to be as, as good as I can at a task. And so too often, I think we think about all the things we need to do where that excellence has to shine through, you know, going to work, taking care of your kids, being a good husband, being a good dad. But what about the other side of it? You know, I think where I'm leading up to with this is vacation. And even if it's not a vacation, even just the day off, go all out in that endeavor. Give maximum effort to your vacation, meaning don't do anything at all, you know? And I think that a lot of people feel like they need to allow themselves to do things. You know, I, I feel guilt. I hear this all the time and I do it myself. I feel guilty taking time off. I felt guilty eating that. I probably shouldn't have. I feel guilty, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. But I think there's enough things like vacation, time off, eating, like having a cheat day. If maybe you're not actively trying to lose weight, but you're just trying to be healthy, you know, maybe say, hey, every Wednesday night, we're going to eat something that is borderline unhealthy, or maybe it just is unhealthy, but go all in on each of those things. Enjoy it, savor it, because I think, or I really know, if you treat each one of those things, not just the things that are work, but the things that are pleasurable too, as going all in on them, uh, you're going to find that that complacency doesn't creep in because you're allowing yourself to do things that are okay. You know, it's okay to do that. But I, I think the vacation one is big. You know, if you can afford to do it, go away for a few days, a weekend, a week, whatever you can afford to do, and just unplug. You know, it. It. Uh, you know, if my wife is listening to this, she's rolling her eyes. But like, turn the phone off, leave the computer at home. You know, don't take the iPad. Just go enjoy and don't. Just don't worry about doing something wrong. You know, just make sure it's okay. So. You know, there's a lot there, uh, and I think this is an important one. You know, I, I, I'm considering one of the next podcasts being all about self sabotage and guilt because I think in life, in business, everything that we do, you know, sometimes we just don't feel like we're worthy of it or we're entitled to things that we just don't think we should be able to have. It's almost like a punishment thing where you, where you say, yeah, I, I really want this, but you know, that I probably shouldn't do that because it's not the right time for me. So we'll talk about that in a later episode, but yeah, finding this complacency in success, you know, changing that mindset to be, I'm out to achieve this one thing and move on. I would, I would look more of for a long-term plan instead of short-term gains, you know, Hey, I'm doing this because I want to see mastery. I, I want to take this part of my life and run it on a marathon, but keep it indefinitely on a marathon and experience the highs and lows and savor that, you know, and learn from it or enjoy it, you know, whatever it's going to be. So I uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. And I will look forward to the next episode next Friday. Take care.